0: Well, hey there everyone, I'm Daniel Hahn, and I'm the online campus pastor here at Oxford Assembly of God Church, and this is our podcast, and I just want to thank you for listening today. We hope the message you're about to hear inspires you, builds your faith, and helps you see that God has a purpose for your life. And now, let's get into the message. Hallelujah. I would love for someone to give them $50,000. So that Amanda's head could look just like Pastor Daniel's. (laughs) I would like to see that. That's pretty funny. That'd be, you know, Speed the Light is amazing. Um, I remember when Speed the Light was able to get us a car living over in Europe. And because we had that car, um, I remember when Paul was in our youth group. Paul was six foot skinny as a rail Uh, But I got the phone call that he was contemplating suicide, and because I had a speed-the-light car, I was able to get out to his his house, because he lived out in the boondocks, and got out to his place and was able to share Jesus with him, and he gave his heart to the Lord, and all because our young people learn that speed-the-light and missions is about souls. That's what it's really about, and... um, But it would be really funny to see you bald. I'm just saying that would be, that'd be hilarious. Oh man, I am honored to be here with you guys. Um, Again, it's like coming home. It was 29 years ago, almost to the day that I met with Pastor Darrell for the first time coming up from Southeastern College to interview to be his part-time youth pastor, and um, the only building here back then was the old school building, and uh, I was honored to get to be here for youth pastor. I think I'm the only youth pastor to have helped Robbie birth a cow. <laughs> I think. That, I'm just saying that they did, that wasn't in the youth pastor manual. Um, I didn't know how to do that. I just remember Robbie going, hey, Pastor Jeff. <laughs> help me go birth the cow and i'm like okay yeah let's do it and i kind of helped i don't know you did all the hard work but uh it was uh that was a unique experience but i love the strickland family and robbie and casey as well you guys are you guys are like my younger brothers man i really uh, i'd do anything for you guys and your parents are legends i mean just absolute heroes of mine Thank you, Pastor Daryl and Marsha, for all that you do and the heroes that you are to me and my wife, Eileen, who's here. Um, We uh, also celebrate our 27th wedding anniversary coming up in a couple weeks here. So yeah, 27. I know, I don't look that old, right? Thanks, I appreciate it. Um, youth ministry is what keeps me young, so that's the only secret. So, uh, if you want to get involved with the youth ministry, then you'll you'll look you'll look young. So, uh, anyway, I'm so happy to get to be here with you guys. We're still doing missions work. Um, we're we're training youth pastors all over the globe. Um, we're training pastors that can't read and write all over the globe. In fact, I'm in charge of uh, the English language translation for our Oral Learners Bible Institute. And our leader just yesterday landed in Dubai. Um, They're traveling, uh, they're getting some more Bible schools. We're actually in 14 or 15 different uh, countries already. Um, It's a very exciting thing. Missions is so cool. We just get to share Jesus wherever we go. When whether I'm overseas or whether I'm in Florida, there are people that need Jesus everywhere. And it, I, I just got to pray with a, a, a lawn care worker Friday. He was helping my friend mow yards, and I just the Lord spoke to me, and I said, "Can I pray for you?" And we laid hands on him right there, and God touched his life out in the middle of the street with all my neighbors watching. It was great. Um, he was like, "Whoa, I feel so good." And I'm like, "That's God. He wants to touch your life. God is real." Come on. He's not just playing cosmic peek He's here with us. The Bible says wherever two or three gathered in his name, he's with us in the middle of us. His presence is with us. And I'm so excited that we get to share his, his presence, his anointing, where we go. His, Jesus living on the inside is like the greatest thing in the world. We don't have to, like, just hide him in there. You know, we can let him out. <laughs> Let them shine. All my neighbors, they already know. They're like, oh yeah, that's the pastor's house. (laughs) Because I will pray with them. We've already led another neighbor to the Lord recently. Even in Belgium, I remember that we were leading neighbors to the Lord. We had two neighbors, we were in a townhouse kind of thing and the neighbor on the left was a witch and the neighbor on the right was a Muslim. And both of them came to church And in fact, the only reason why I know the one on the left was a witch was because she went to the prayer tent requesting prayer and she said, yeah, don't tell Pastor Jeff I'm a witch. (laughs) I'm like, I want that kind of reputation that we have the presence of God in our lives that neighbors know that when you pray stuff moves. That's the kind of life I want to live. I want my life to look like the book of Acts where I, I don't think the book of Acts was ever meant to end. It doesn't really have an ending to it. It's, I think we're all supposed to carry the light of Jesus everywhere we go with his power of anointing, his power of his authority, and his actions. This is what we're supposed to do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I love it. I'm preaching to myself this morning. I can't wait. I haven't even started the sermon yet. If you would turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 4, and and please Please understand that missions and speed the light is such a, a great opportunity for not only investing in the kingdom, but teaching our young people that missions is vital. You know, without churches like you, we wouldn't be missionaries. We wouldn't have been able to reach, I mean, man, how many young people over 21 years as a missionary would not have happened had it not been for you guys? and that. BGMC, we get to teach our kids how to give to missions and our young people through speed the light. Man, it's, it's just, it don't get no better. Yeah. I, I'm so glad I can come to Oxford and talk like I really talk. <laughs> the hardest thing about preaching in Austria or Belgium or some other country in Europe was that they did not understand Southern. <laughs> not at all. Man, they would, you know, we try to give some kind of analogy and they would just be like, uh, the interpreter would be like, Can you repeat that? <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm as tired, I'm just plumb tired. And they'd be like, just lost. They had no clue. Uh, it was fun. I wish I could take you over to a youth group service in Belgium when we used to have monthly gatherings with about 300 teenagers. And um, every year we'd have this big youth convention with about six to 800. Um, in this old dilapidated school building. And um, just to see that many teenagers get hungry for God in a country that is so far away from God that it's just amazing. And I, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen, the world is hungry for Jesus. They need um, the, the Christ that's alive in us. And and what I want to share with you this morning in Luke chapter 4 um, just to give you some background here, it's, it's from Jesus. He's, he's been water baptized, you know, he came up, you know, the dove came down, and then the Spirit of God led him into the wilderness. We all love the wilderness. Nobody says amen to the wilderness, you know, <laughs> but this is actually where you grow spiritually. This is actually where your anointing grows when you go through the hard seasons, and, and God takes you through there, and he took Jesus into the wilderness. He was tempted for 40 days. He kicked the devil's butt. It was awesome. He comes back, and he shows up at church, and they hand him a scroll, and this is what he reads in Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. And I got to get my, my glasses out because I'm getting older I'm actually not 40 something anymore. I wish I was. I turned 50 in June, Woo! hallelujah. I'm finally adulting, sort of, sort of. So Jesus, here he is, he's in church. They hand him the scroll, he opens it up. This is what he reads from Isaiah. Uh, He's quoting Isaiah in Luke chapter four. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Jesus, I pray that you bless this word now and this time that we have to share together I pray that you speak to our hearts, God. I pray for every person who's gone through a wilderness experience or a hard time, Lord. I pray that you would speak life into them today. It's it's Wildernesses are experiences to go through, not live in. And I pray, Father God, for anointing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I know that uh, I, I I just have to do it. Can you can you just tap the person next to you and say you are anointed? Oh my gosh, you said that like conservative people. <laughs> tap the person on the other side and say you are anointed. <laughs> and all right, young people, you got to help me tap your chest and say I, I, I come on say I, I? am anointed god has anointed you <laughs> this is the coolest thing it's not just for the pastor it's not for it's not for those that are just going through life different things it's for every single one of us, if Jesus is living on the inside, we are anointed by God. We carry God with us wherever we go. The Bible says we carry him around like in jars of clay, this old dirt that we're made of. We carry Jesus where we go. That means wherever we go, Jesus goes. Wherever Jesus goes, his anointing goes. Wherever Jesus goes, his authority goes. Wherever Jesus goes, his actions go. I mean, this is how we're supposed to live. This is, this is the anointing of God. And so Jesus, he reads this verse, I am anointed, and then hands back the, the thing and says, this scripture verse is fulfilled in your hearing today. And he said he's the Messiah. He's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Of course, they try to later on beat him up, stone him, and throw him off a mountain cliff, but he just walks right through it. How many knows whatever difficulties you face, God can walk right through it? They can't can't beat up God. They can't get rid of God. God is God. And in your situation, whatever you're facing, God is still God. And he's got you, and there's three things that I want to share with you this morning of what he wants to do in and through our lives, for you and through you. First, he wants to free, he wants to see and be. Free CB, we got this, all right, everybody say three. Three things, free CB, he wants us to be able to bring freedom, he wants us to be able to proclaim sight to the blind, And he wants us to walk in a lifestyle that reflects Christ. This is what he has for us. But so many people are walking around like they're in bondage. Even the ones in church. (laughs) You ever seen them sometimes? You're just like, oh my gosh. I'm sure glad you're saved. But man, a smile every once in a while would go a long way. (laughs) Right? God, doesn't, God didn't call us to suffer through life. He called us to walk in freedom. He, he called us to walk into our future in, in boldness, in courage, in confidence. But life tries to beat us down. Life will do everything it can to, to bind us up, to make us blind, till we get stuck in our ruts until we die. But that's not the life that God has for you. Jesus says that I have come that you may have life and life to the full. One translation translates it as life to the hilt. That's like all the way life. I want all the way life. This is the life that God has for us. Amen. It's not, he didn't call us to just go through drudgery. He didn't call us to be in captivity or in blindness or in oppression He called us to be free, and I believe that God has sent me here this morning, not only to talk about speed the light a little bit, but to proclaim freedom over your life and your situation. I believe we're heading into a new season where God's freedom can reign. We just have to let him. It's really that easy. So the first thing God wants you to do, he wants you to be free. He wants you to be unlocked. (laughs) I remember this, that I had an older brother. He used to pick on me uh, occasionally and uh, older sibling thing. I don't know what it was, but uh, I remember one time they they, is when duct tape first came out. And so they duct taped me and tied me to a tree and left me there and forgot about me (laughs) till dinner time when my brother went to sit down for dinner and my parents went, Where's your brother? And he went, because oh. <laughs> for three hours I had been tied to a tree. And I'll tell you something, what felt really good was when they bought a knife and cut me down from that tree <laughs> and I got all the fire ant bites off me and all that kind of stuff and it was, I'm, I'm telling you, there's something about being unlocked that changes you, <laughs> When, you're in, when in your own power, you can't gain that freedom, but God says, I bring freedom to your life. I want to bring healing to your life. There's, there's something about it. I, I think about um, Paul and Silas in prison. Here they were in a city. They're sharing Jesus. They cast a demon out of a girl, and for doing that great work of God, they get thrown and beaten and put into prison and put in the stocks. And they're sitting there, it's midnight, and I'm sure Paul was like, hey Silas, let's sing how great is our God. (laughs) At midnight, they're beaten, they're in stocks. I know that my attitude would probably not be like, yeah, let's have a worship service. I'm gonna be—I don't know. Sometimes I—I I complain. Sometimes I get a little grumpy. I get a little hangry sometimes, you know. And and God's like, "Look, if you will worship me in your dark times, I will come shining through like you'll never believe." Sure enough, Paul and Silas they begin worshiping God in the darkness, and the cha- There's an earthquake that just breaks everyone. The- All the prisoners get set free. The jailer comes running in. His entire family gets saved. I mean, we we look at our bad circumstances sometimes being a negative thing, but it's actually that circumstance when we choose to praise God in it that he brings freedom not only for us but everyone around us. That's the kind of freedom I want where chains just fall off. I love breaking chains. I think that's a cool thing. Jesus said who the Son sets free is. Free. free indeed. We're not, we don't have to be bound to anything anymore. No, we're free to walk in Christ. We didn't just get saved, we walk in freedom. But a lot of people are still walking in unforgiveness, which actually holds them back. And it got quiet, I figured. We talk about it's all good. Yeah, we have the victory. Well, you need to forgive your everyone. And we're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know. You know, I, you don't know what they did to me. You don't know what. God says, look, if you want to experience real freedom, forgiveness is found there. Psalms talks about how, how joyful it is when not, not only our sins are forgiven, but when we forgive others, so that we can be free. Forgiving others is vital. It's vital, I think of Corrie Ten Boom. Um, Here she was uh, uh, in the Nazi camp, her father, mother, sisters, brothers, all killed by Nazi soldiers, did unspeakable things to her. You know what she said about forgiveness? She said, forgiveness is the key that unlocks the door of resentment and the handcuffs of hatred. It is a power that breaks the chains of bitterness and the shackles of selfishness. This is what she said. She also said this, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and to discover the the prisoner was you. I've heard it this way too, that... You know, not forgiving someone is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Unforgiveness only keeps you in bondage and keeps you from being free. We ought to be the most forgiving people of anyone on the planet. Let's be forgiving. We'll find the freedom and others will find that freedom too. It's a wonderful thing. Facebook, you can track anybody down now. Hey, I just felt the Lord wanted me to ask forgiveness of you. (laughs) Imagine that. People going, man, I've been carrying this around for years. How many people do we talk to? Man, I had this happen 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago. And we still don't walk in the freedom because we've held on to it. I remember in Austria when we were in a church service and this little old lady walked up to the front and in front of everybody she said, for 50 years, I've been holding a grudge against the Nazis. She goes, today I choose to forgive them. And the church broke out in revival that day. I mean, it was one of the most powerful services in that country I ever saw. Why? Because forgiveness brings freedom. Forgiveness brings your freedom. Sometimes you just need to forgive yourself. It's like the hardest person to forgive, I think, is me. I can forgive anybody but me. Sometimes I'm just like, I struggle with that. But I'm here to tell you that when we're anointed by God, he will bring freedom if we forgive, amen? He wants you to, he wants you to be free. Second, he wants you to see. He wants you to be un, uh, unbreak the chains and he wants you to be understanding. I think that this is is not just physical sight that God's talking about that he came to bring, but also spiritual sight. It's understanding. It's, you know, some of us got stinking thinking. I don't want twisted thoughts and stinking thinking in my brain. No, I want God's understanding. It's like when, when I don't understand life, when God's spirit gives me wisdom and understanding through those circumstances, that changes my perspective on everything. It's like, okay, well, God's got this. It's not just saying he's got it. It's understanding and believing he's got it. It changes everything. But the world does, they don't see it like that. You ever, you ever wonder about the world? It's like the Bible talks about them, that the God of this age has blinded their eyes so that they don't even see and understand. Otherwise, they'd be able to see and get saved. If they could just see the joy we have as Christians, it'll change their perspective on everything. But they they don't see it. There's like this veil in front of their face. They can't see it. I remember talking with, in in one of my youth groups in West Virginia that I was at, um, I went back and visited, you know, I don't know, 15 years later or so, and um, they said oh by the way one of the one of the kids in the youth group who's like 20 some years old they were like he's in jail for selling drugs and i'm like you need to go see him and i'm like okay let's go so i go to the county jail and i go in there his name was Davey. we called davy over they called him out you know we got the glass thing we got on, we're on the phones and i'm like hey davy how you doing i didn't know what else to say i'm like how you doing And he's like, pretty good. (laughs) Pretty good? You're in jail for selling drugs. I was your youth pastor. I taught you better than that. (laughs) But sometimes we're dumb and we do what we want. And then we go, well, I'm doing just fine. And the rest of the world's going, "Do do you not realize how dumb you look when we do our own thing instead of following what God wants? I want to do it God's way. I want to have His understanding. I want to see what He sees. Because we will look at the world different if we see through His eyes. Wouldn't we? Wouldn't we? We wouldn't be so quick to judge. We wouldn't be so quick to point fingers. God, give us wisdom, give us understanding. God, we don't need no more age of enlightenment. We don't need my intellect and my reasoning thinking it can save me. No, give me Jesus. Give me his thinking. Give me his word. Give me his understanding. And it, it, it sets us free. 1 Corinthians 2 9 10 says, I cannot see, ear has not heard. But we have the Spirit of God who reveals these things to us. We walk in the, in the Spirit of God. That helps us not only be free, but to see, to see things. You ever talked with someone who's who's had a, a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, prophecy over your life? It scares me. <laughs> Sometimes. I've been like the Lord, we've been praying with people at the altars before and God would say there's somebody here that has this and this and I'd start praying for that and that person afterwards would go, how did you know? And I'm like, I didn't, but God knew. And I believe, I still believe in signs and wonders. Yeah. Amen. The Bible says these signs shall accompany them that believe. They'll lay their hands on the sick and they'll recover. Amen. Amen. When's the last time you prayed for a neighbor? Oh, That's the pastor's job. I remember taking teenagers out in the streets of Vienna and um, there was this one gal had a foam cast on her ankle and I said, hey, go pray for that girl. So he goes over there and he says, can I pray for you? She said, yeah. Lays his hands on her ankle, says, Jesus, please touch her ankle. She takes the foam cast off. Her ankle is completely healed. It's easy to invite someone to church when God just healed them. She was like, what church do you go to? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, we're we're at the Pentecostal church down there. (laughs) We believe that God does signs and wonders. We believe he still heals. We believe that he still casts demons out. We believe he still raises the dead. Come on, this is supposed to be our lifestyle. I haven't raised the dead yet, but I'm ready. I'm like, Jesus, come on. I thought, man, there was one day that... My father-in-law passed in the hospital and I was kind of excited. I was like, Lord, I'm ready. And he said, no, so I didn't. But we have cast demons out. Now that I've seen, this happened all the time in the book of Acts. I remember getting my phone call, 12 o'clock midnight. I don't know why everything always happens at midnight. It's always at midnight that you get the phone calls. Pastor Jeff, Pastor Jeff, what do I do? My daughter is demon possessed. So I did what any good youth pastor should do. I called the senior pastor. I was fresh out of Southeastern. I'd been out of school like three months maybe. So he, he, he says, okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm, we're going to meet them at the church and do deliverance. I'm like, oh, great. This is going to be an experience. And the kind of pastor I worked for, he was like, look, Jeff, I've done this before. But since you're new, you're in charge I'll be in the corner praying you come get me if you need me. <laughs> so, after service today, I'm going to take everyone and we're you know. <laughs> There's nothing like learning on the fly because I learned something that night, something so powerful that night when we when we got to I mean, I'm leaving out part of the story. It's actually a really cool story because he was borrowing a friend's Corvette at the time, the pastor. So it's midnight, he pulls up in this black Corvette, vroom, I jump in the black Corvette, vroom, vroom, we're off to the church to go cast a demon out. Felt like Batman and Robin, you know, here we go. (laughs) I'll tell you, when you're the one that has to pray for deliverance, because you don't have time to call for the pastor, you learn how much faith you have in God. And I learned that greater is he that's within me than he that's within this world. And the demon inside of that girl was more afraid of the God that was inside of me. Then all of a sudden it was like, we've got the power. All of a sudden a light went on. It was like, no, we, we bring freedom wherever we go. We have the power of God that brings healing and life to the lost. It's not just say this prayer with me and join a membership of our church. No, we bring freedom. We bring anointing. We bring healing. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. I don't know how many people, I remember in Belgium, I was preaching a Wednesday night service. Actually, it was a Sunday school class, really, on a Wednesday night. There was only three of us in the classroom. I am like, Lord, what are you doing? It's a Wednesday night, I'm tired. You got me doing this class on the authority of Jesus. I didn't know there was gonna be a lady there that had been a part of the occult. (laughs) So on a Wednesday night Bible study, she starts manifesting and she's like, what's happening? I'm like, we're gonna get a first-hand demonstration on the power and authority of Jesus. Come here, let's pray. Jesus, we rebuked this enemy. <laughs> she got set free, and we carried on with the lesson on a Wednesday night. Come on. That's church. That's where I was supposed to be. And, and God sees and knows your circumstance. I remember uh, one of my favorite stars witnessing to a Muslim a week and a half ago. And the story of... Um, Ish- Ishmael and Hagar in the Bible, she went off from Abraham and God spared her and her son's life. And she said, You're the God who sees me. And I'm telling you, God sees and knows you. He knows your circumstance, He knows what you're facing, He knows what you're going through and he wants to speak life. He sent me here this morning to announce to you, this is the day of the Lord's favor. It's not just Sunday football. It's God's presence is here with us. I want more of his presence. Amen. I want to see him move mightily. And God, I, I know, man, he, there's so many people. I've been praying for you guys all week, Actually, I've been praying for you guys since I found out I was going to be sharing with I'm like, Lord, show up in our service. I don't want to just have another service, but God, give us you. Help me experience you because he wants us to be free. He wants us to see and he wants us to be. I don't think think walking in God's spirit is just for special occasions. Well, it's Easter so God can move. I went to service, this is what he gets. No, I think it's, I think it's a 24-7, 365-day-a-year walk in this life out. It's a being that as we be in Christ, he lives through us and touches people's lives. Even when I feel broken sometimes, that's when he uses me the most, and I'm like, God, you do weird stuff sometimes. Here I'm feeling broken and you just had me pray for someone for healing. <laughs> I think I think how it is is that God wants us to be uninhibited. Uninhibited. That's just a fun word to say. Uninhibited. <laughs> what does that mean? That means he doesn't want anything holding you back. It's one thing to have your chains broken off, it's another thing to walk out of prison. I think of, of Peter being in prison and they, they threw him in jail and they put like 14 guards all over him. He was chained to the guards inside the jail, inside the compound, but the church was praying. That's what the book of Acts says. The church was praying, don't ever discount the power of your prayers When we're we're praying for Israel, it makes a difference. When you're praying for your missionaries, it makes a difference. When you're praying for your friends, family members, and neighbors, it makes a difference. Bill Bright, who started Campus Crusade, said Every person that's ever come to know Jesus has done so because somebody was praying for him. Who are you praying for? Because your prayers matter. So here's Peter, he's in prison, but the church is praying. It turned into an all night prayer meeting. We don't hear about that anymore. That's like foreign to us. What, they prayed all night? Yeah, it was like two in the morning. Angel shows up into Peter's cell, taps him on the side like, it's time to go. Peter thought he was dreaming. The chains fell off. The guards are in a sleep or something, and he walks out through them. The, The doors of the jail open. He's like, okay, let's go. And then he gets out to the outer courtyard and the city gate opens. I'm here to announce to you today that God has sent us to proclaim that there are some doors that were closed in your life that he's about to open. He's about to open. They're just going to automatically just go whoosh. Sometimes I think we need to say that just to give give a spiritual whoosh. Because what was holding us back, what we thought was keeping us back, what we thought was confining us, God's going, I'm about to break you out of this. I'm going to bring freedom to you and everyone around you. Just walk in faith. It's a lifestyle. I mean, Peter walks out of prison. We don't hear about that anymore. I don't want to just hear about this stuff. I don't want to just read about that. I want to live in this. I want to live in that freedom of just going, wow, there's nothing you know, I want to be like Pinocchio. There's no more strings on me. There's nothing that the enemy can tie me down to being fake. I can be real with the Lord, and he'll be real with me. Amen. Hallelujah. This is how. This is the freedom uninhibited. I think the soccer players or the football players or baseball players in sports, when they score a point or score a touchdown or score a goal, at the, right after that, are they inhibited? You ever seen them be like, okay, thank you. That was nice. Thank you for that. I scored a goal. Thank you. Now they score a touchdown. What do they do? They're chest bumping, they're spiking the ball. They're doing they're having a celebration. All the friends go sliding on their knees. I'm like, I want to see that in church. Because it's time for us to walk uninhibited when souls get saved, when we give the speed to light, that lives are changed and we can chest bump each other and be like high-fiving and like, this is what God can do. There's There's a different way when we walk in victory. There's a strut that we got. There's a swag. You ever walked cocky before? I'm not saying we got to be prideful or haughty. I'm not saying anything like that. But we're on the winning team, and there's a difference in the way a Super Bowl champ team walks, and the people who are in last place. There's a difference in the way they walk. There's a difference in the way they practice. There's a difference in the way they play a game. There's a difference in the way when they score a touch. I want. We're on the winning team. I want to walk like it. I want to talk like it. I want to wear the jersey like it. I just want to be a little cocky. Just just a little. Because God can do anything if we'll believe. Amen? Does this make sense this morning? He wants us to be free. He wants us to see. And he wants us to be, to live in this. Not just, oh, i got to put on my Sunday face. Let me put on my tie and look good for Sunday. Oh. No, I don't care about ties. I don't care what you wore today. I, don't, I just want Jesus. God, give me Jesus. Give me more of God's spirit because I want to walk in his anointing, his authority, and his actions. And I believe he sent me here this morning to say, look, Oxford, it's time. I'm getting ready to do something. If you can see it in your spiritual eye, I'm getting ready to do something that's going to blow your mind. That's the exciting part. Would you stand with me this morning? I believe that God wants us to walk in this anointing. I am anointed because God has said I'm anointed. I remember as a 15-year-old, an evangelist came to my church on a Sunday night service, and he kept saying, there's one person here, there's one person here. And he, had, he said, everyone bow your head, close your eyes, no one looking around. He said, if, you're, if you know I'm talking to you, will you just look up at me? So I, I did the finger thing as I looked at him. He was looking right at me. He goes, you know I'm talking to you, right? I said, Yeah. He goes, I won't call you up front, do anything weird. (laughs) He goes, but if you'll go home tonight, grab your mom's Bible and ask God to show you what he'll do with your life. He said, he'll show you. And I promised him that I'd do that. And I went home that night and I opened up my Bible. I said, as a 15 year old in youth group, I said, God, what do you want to do with my life? And I opened up the Bible to Jeremiah chapter one and the words jumped off the page. It says, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb and have called and ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. I freaked out. I told God all the reasons why He couldn't use me. I'm too short. I'm too young. I'm, I gave every excuse I could think of. I didn't think He had the right guy. And I know some of us sell God short because we think He can't use us. When you may be the only Jesus that your neighbors and your family, your co workers, your school people see, You might be the only Jesus. You might be the only anointing they'll ever come close to tasting. (laughs) I want people to be like, taste and see that the Lord is good. He's alive. He can meet your needs. I dare you this week to just be like, find one person just be like, hey, can I pray for you this week? Most people will say, you know what? I, I can use all the prayer I can get. How many are with me there? I feel it sometimes. We're just like, God, we need you. God, we need you. And I I believe this morning that there are those that are here. I've already talked to, to some of you this morning. I believe that the Lord had said that there was going to be a female on this side that was going to need prayer today. I believe that he's also said there was a man, an older man on this side that needed special prayer for something. I don't know if this morning, maybe you need... Maybe you need physical healing, spiritual healing. After the first service, I, I know that there was someone that came up for, for prayer uh, so that we could pray. So I, I wanna ask the elders of the church, if you'll come up here, I know that there's people that we feel broken sometimes. We feel in bondage, so to speak. You know, our physical bodies are not what they used to be. But God's saying, look, my presence here to heal. We want to pray for you. If you need salvation today, we want to pray for you. If you need to get your relationship with Christ right, today's the day. Today's the day. Don't put it off. We don't know if we have tomorrow. We don't know. But when we put our life in his hands, we don't got to be afraid of anything because he holds it all. When the God who created this world and universe is holding it all, What kind of confidence can we have then? We don't have to, Christians don't have to be the most scared people on the planet. We can be the nicest. We can be the most forgiving and loving, merciful, kind. But we can also be anointed, walking in the power of the Holy Spirit and lives can get changed. So I'm gonna pray. And if you just need special prayer this morning, I'm going to ask you to find a place up front, come come gather here. You can kneel at the altars or um, we want to pray with you, anoint you with oil. I believe that God wants to touch your life this morning. So if that's you, you can come. Jesus. God, we know that your word is faithful and true. God, we know that you are faithful to do every promise that you have told us. God, there's some of us that have dreams and visions, and you're not done with us yet, God. You're not done yet. God, I pray, Jesus, that today there will be supernatural healings released. I pray for those that need to get their heart right with you, God, that they don't even know how to have a relationship with you, and today is the day, God, that you're, that you're drawing them to just say, Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I ask you to come into my heart and forgive me of all my sins. That's as easy as it is. That's where it starts. Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Lord, I pray for those also that need a supernatural touch from you, supernatural provision. God, I pray that you provide. Lord, we don't know what this world's gonna do. It's crazy out there, but God, you are in control and you have anointed and called us to be free to see and to be in the name of Jesus. If you need special prayer this morning, come on down. On behalf of our pastor and staff here at OAG, we want to say thank you. Thank you for being a part of our ministry. We are grateful for you and the support you give our church and its ministries, so that we can continue to do what God has called us to do, to be the family church for the family of God. For more content from Pastor Strickland and Oxford Assembly of God, check out our media website at oag.church/media.